Hello. Hello. Hey, Matt. Hey, Trish. Wait, is it Friday already? It is Friday. Do you know what that means? Time, Time for, for an intercontinental kiki. kiki. All right. Hey, Trish. Hey, Matt. All right. So we have, well, first of all, I feel like we just need to start with a catch up. Has so much has happened in the last week. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, like, my birthday is on Saturday. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. We're throwing a birthday Zoom bingo, which is going to be super exciting. That's exciting, but that's not the most fun part for me. What's the most fun part for you? You're going to be in full geesh. I am going to be in full geesh. I, you can't... You can't have drag queen bingo without a drag queen host. And I mean, I have the bingo set and I'm sending everyone their bingo cards today. So, I mean, I might as well just get up in full drag. I've been doing it for Charlie Hyde's bingo anyways. Yeah, I'm excited because you worked so hard on that bingo board and it looks so good. Oh, I should. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram because I'm really, yeah, it's really cute. That looks good. Yeah, I think we said that your your husband's going to be dressed up in like a suit and tie. That'll be for Charlie Hyde's bingo because we're gonna do um, the producers, so I'm gonna be Ula. Okay. But so I be- I believe he's going to be my helper, but also in drag on Saturday. Okay. So then I'll on Saturday. Then I'll probably um, wear a tie and like a suit or something, and I'll be one of the producers. Awesome. Or like if you have some like just like you can throw in some '90s gear as well. 90s is also very encouraged because that's a decade that I fully lived through, so. Oh yeah, same. 90s, 90s are my jam. Yeah, the cake, like, I asked them if they could do rainbow icing on my cake, and they're like, yeah, we can totally do that. I was like, sick. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Fun! I know, straight, I was like, uh, so like, Lisa Frank style, they're like, yeah, we can definitely do something like, kind of like that. I was like, sick. How much will it cost? Like, $25. I was like, beautiful. What?! I mean, it's like a, it's just like a tiny eight inch cake because there's only three people in my household in COVID. So, like my oh sorry my nephew, my nephews will be here. Okay. They will kind of be like um helping me run the show. Yeah, there's a lot of like actual like work that goes into the whole like thing. I'm realizing very quickly. Ooh, you know, even though it's Zoom, what about a lip sync? Um, I might be lip syncing some songs that are in the playlist. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I definitely want to talk to everybody. Have a chance to talk to everybody. There's going to be numerous different time zones. I'm hoping all the like. I'm hoping we can go as far as Australia. That's a maybe, but oh, fingers wow. crossed. Right. Yes. One of your best friends lives there. One of your good friends lives there. Yes, actually, um, the lovely K star, I tagged her on Instagram. She is the one in Australia. She's the one who did our logo. Ah, and it's so good. The logo is amazing. Thank you. Oh, yes. So like we love we love her so much for that. So I'm really hoping she can even just like pop in. There's going to be a few pop ins. Um, Yeah, it's honestly, it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to be encouraging everyone to drink even more. <laughs> well, it's a Zoom. We're not driving anywhere. Exactly. Oh. And that's that's the beauty of it. We get to sit at home, 
be in sweatpants from the waist down and have a good time. <laughs> yes, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so excited to celebrate you and another year of your life. I, I think I need a break after celebrating my revolutions around the planet, honestly, at this point. I started with 30 and that okay. one was kind of, I just spent too much money and I was working nights. So it ended up being like this like red fuel or Red Bull fueled concert night. Okay. Fully worth it, but I paid for it. I like, I drank what, like a liter and a half of Red Bull that day. And I think I had like kidney, I had kidney problems for like six months after. Oh my God. A liter and a half of Red Bull. Holy crap. In a day. Yeah. In a day. Crap, man. Yeah. Because I worked the night shift before. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep a bit. And then I didn't get any sleep that day, like planned. And then I had to go help set up at a comic expo because I signed up to work a booth there. Cool. So I had to go help set up there. Then I had to go home and get ready for the concert. Then I went to the Taking Back Sunday concert, which was like super exciting because it was a dream to see them. They came literally on my birthday, like on the 24th. So that was awesome. And I paid like $250 or something for a meet and greet package because I was just like all in. Oh, yeah. But by the time I slept, it was like 30 some odd hours or something. It was it was horrible. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Like, I I remember when I was in high school and we did um, here. I don't know about Canada here in high school. When you're a senior, you have what's called grad night. Okay. So essentially, um, like the parks will close, like Disney, um, Universal Studios will close mm-hmm. so that high school seniors can go at night and spend the day, the night there. And they ride the rides, they have concerts, all this stuff. So I don't That's think. awesome. Yeah, I think I went on 48 hours without sleeping. Whoa. Yeah, because I would like you. You're, you're like 18. You're excited. You're going on a trip with your friends. You're going to a th- an amusement park. I didn't sleep the night before, and then that day, you know, like we we drove up there. We were all talking, excited, and then that night was the night, and we came back. I think I maybe slept an hour on the bus, so maybe I went like 36 hours without sleeping anything. But I was awake fully without eight hours of sleep for 48 hours. Are, are these trips sponsored by Adderall XR? I don't know. They should be, though. What I if- feel like they should They should just, like, give you a five milligram Adderall extended release on the... They'd be like, you're going to need this. Trust me. <laughs> oh, but those are fun. And depending on the school, you either go to, like, a Disney or you go to Universal. I and- went to... Yeah, I went to Disney, like, in Orlando. Like, it's it probably doesn't look anything like the Disney I went to because like Port Orleans was still there and all that kind of stuff so yeah I think they changed the name and moved stuff around but I've only honestly and this as a Floridian I know don't stone me but I've only been to Magic Kingdom because any anytime I've gone but I want to go see um what is it uh Animal Kingdom yeah I want to go see that too that looks really fun yeah, that looks cool. And like the the Lion King, like the Tree of Life and stuff like that. Like that was my favorite movie when I was growing up. So I'm dying to see it. I used to want to go to the water parks, but not anymore. Yeah, I was never a fan of the water parks. I'm sorry, too many kids, water, uh, peeing. No, 
Oh, I, I just, I like water slides. Water slides are my jam. Uh, I want to go Six Flags. That's where I want to go. Yeah, there's a, wait, didn't Six Flags go under? I think there may be one. And then here in Florida, we have Rapids Water Park. Okay. So that's where I want to go for the water slides, Rapids Water Park. We have, um, out here in Calgary, we have Callaway Park, which is really meh. But I mean, like, if you grew up in Calgary, I, it, like, it would not be very meh. But I grew up in Toronto, where Canada's Wonderland is. So it's a lot bigger, and the roller coasters are a lot bigger. So Okay. And plural. There's multiple roller coasters at Canada's Wonderland. I think there is actually one singular roller coaster at Callaway Park. No shame on Callaway. Just... I like yeah, coasters. but when you've seen bigger, you yeah, know. Yeah, it yeah, that, that we're always if you just came in now, it sounds like we're having a completely different conversation. Uh, but definitely when you've seen bigger, man, you don't want to go on smaller roller coasters. It's just boring. <laughs> I just thought about that for a second. It's yeah, okay. It's what, beautiful. What? It's organic. It's natural. <laughs> but when you when you've seen bigger things, you t- don't want to go to smaller items. Yeah, like, you know, like there's, just, yeah, especially with roller coasters. Like, once you've gone on some really, like, bigger, good ones, the really smaller, like, the smaller ones are just kind of like, eh, they're there. You don't really need them. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I've gone on, I'm not a huge roller coaster fan, but I've gone on different types of roller coasters. And, like, once you go through the, the bigger ones that, like, have all these twists and turns and all that, you just, like, I can't go back to the to the baby ones. It's just not the same. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, ooh, I no, remember you sent me. Was it you got got some like? Didn't you guys get some horrid, just like relentless rain? Uh, yeah, we're supposed to get cooler weather apparently, but um, it just turned into like a torrential downpour. Ew. I mean, like sometimes I'd rather take it because like we just keep getting. So it'll go up to like 20 degrees and then the next day it'll snow. Yeah, luckily it doesn't snow, but um, see, I, as, I don't like the rain. And like, because we are so close to um, June, July, which is the start of hurricane season for us. Yeah. They've actually talked about extending the hurricane season another month, which means half of the year it's hurricane season now. That's actually terrifying. You can't see my face right now, but it's just like my, my jaw is just like on the desk, just like, uh, what? Yeah, half, of, half of the year is hurricane season, and we have, and we've been very, very lucky for a long time that we haven't been hit with one. Like, real, like Miami yeah. hasn't been hit with one. Florida has, but not Miami. So I'm terrified that we're going to get hit with one. I mean, all you can do is hope and pray that Mother Nature does not want to decimate what I, I've never been there, but I assume is the lovely city of Miami. Yeah, well, it depends on uh, who you ask, but yeah, I'm just praying. Cause you know, as we've talked about, I have um, two elderly family members I care for. Yeah. Luckily nothing is electricity dependent. That is good. But lot like their for their care. But last time we had a hurricane hit Miami, it was like 16, 7, 2016, 17. It wasn't horrible, 
but um, basically my my mom ended up in the hospital. Oh no! With pneumonia. Oh, that's a so, danger around my house too. Pneumonia is like pneumonia is yeah. a bad word in my house. We don't even really speak it because. Oh, see, my my mom is my mom has lung issues, which is why COVID is such a like taboo thing around us because mm-hmm. of her. So when she doesn't get sick, like she doesn't get a cold, she doesn't get sniffles, she'll just start getting a little short of breath when she's walking. Yep. And that will happen two days. Next day, she's like coughing. Next two, third, fourth day, she's coughing up a lung, and then pneumonia. Oh my god! You wow, that's that's actually kind of scary because like that's essentially how it happens with my mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like literally it's her third time getting. She's had pneumonia three times. Oh damn! I think what is it? Um, I've known my mother-in-law for three or four years now, mm-hmm. and I think she's been in the hospital five times <laughs> for pneumonia, or in conjunction with pneumonia. Yeah, the last two times she's my, she's had fluid in her lungs. It is, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Pneumonia actually scares. Like after you like have to deal with someone who gets it a lot, it's actually it's really scary. It scares. It's yeah, it's terrifying. Like the last time, the last time she was in the hospital, it wasn't horrible. But the one the hurricane, which is why it trips me out, is the doctor. Like she's a, my mother does not want any intervention at all. So it's like, if she goes down, she's down. No intubation, no resuscitation, nothing. And they weren't able to get the fluids out of her lungs at the time. And they were like, well, we're gonna do one last ditch effort. And if this does not work, then start saying your goodbyes. Oh, wow. Because it's not, if her body's breaking down because she, she can't breathe. And it's only going to be a matter of time. And luckily, the medi- the medication works. She, you know, she got rid of the fluid, but that's what trips me out. Now it's like, well, crap. Yeah. Fourth time is not a charm. That's um, it's so scary with like when people get start to get older and like it's just like how um how extreme things can get so fast. It's terrifying. Like literally, it's like one day to the next, they're okay, and then the in the next two or three hours, it can be like, oh crap. Yeah, it's it's not an easy situation for either one of us with like pneumonia, with like taking care of people, especially like when they with the cold in your area, and with the rain and like the cold electricity going out, no hot water, no nothing. It's not fun. Yeah, no, we both like, we both deal with extreme opposites in that side, right? Like, like you have all the rain and the moisture and the humidity, which is like not good. And then like up here we get like the bipolar snow and cold and we've been getting a lot more humid, which is always not good for people with like lung conditions that relate around pneumonia so mm. it's weird like we opposite are, sides of the continent and like similar well almost identical issues really yeah and that's funny the more like the more we talk about it like on air and off we just like 
crap, we have so much in common, like with what we deal with, with our family members we take care of and just like the conditions of the, like the weather, they may be opposite, but they still cause a major freaking headache for us. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm just like, it snowed today again. And then it's supposed to go back up, I think to seven by Saturday. That's warm, seven degrees. Uh Honestly, after it's just like, at this point, anything above zero becomes warm. <laughs> yeah, here, um, I think the lowest we get is in like the 40s. And like maybe the like high 30s and that's at like midnight. Damn. As, as soon as the sun comes up, it start. It I don't think it ever gets like it on winter it doesn't get warmer than like maybe 70 72 degrees fahrenheit but it's never cold real ever really cold here there are no that's, seasons in florida that's why me and my husband want to come down in like the winter so we can just like be like take us to the beach and then like you wear like your jacket and shit and me and byron just go in like next to nothing and like frolic in the water and just watch all the floridians like be like what the hell is happening who are these people you'd essentially be just be doing a polar bear challenge but the water cannot be that cold it will you have to remember for floridians anything below um like anything in the 60s is freezing um, people whip out their jackets and stuff. That's that's crazy. Like we're spoiled. We're spoiled yeah. weather-wise. I I will maybe at max be in a long sleeve shirt on Saturday if it gets to seven degrees. See, max. that's okay. that's I have um I had an old friend um that I used um that I used to know who was from a New Yorker. No, yeah. he's a family friend, but. Um, he was a friend of mine as well and he's a hardcore new yorker like the bronx heavy thick accent think candy muse without the list Ooh, aggressive yes that's the the best way i can have you consider the accent and he's lived he was in his 60s or 70s and he lived in new york for over 50 years and he's like i'm never ever going to New York in the winter. Florida has spoiled me. I was a New Yorker. I could handle the cold. Not anymore. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I experienced like the early fall in, well, like what's perceived to be early fall on Vancouver Island. And I was just like, Ooh, yes, this is, this is nice. <laughs> like, Vancouver like, Island weather was just pleasant. What was the weather like? Uh, just like really sunny. Um, it rained a little bit, but it was like kind of like warm rain almost. It was nice. Like I love warm rain, so I don't mind that. Okay. Um, nice breezes filled with salty sea air, which is like, sign me up for that anytime. I love a good ocean breeze. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're close enough to hear the waves and feel the breeze. Yes. Oh, that's heaven. Yeah, that was like when we went to Castofino and Euclid are both like right on the like far west Pacific side ocean of part of the island. Mm-hmm. So we went there and it's just like, oh, like the the nice warm breezes and stuff that come off the Pacific are so nice. Oh. 
I miss it. <laughs> like, uh, that sounds like heaven. Like, I'm not a beach person by any means. Like, I do not like the ocean to swim in. But there's nothing like sitting in the sand, like laying out with the sun on you, the ocean breeze, and hearing the waves. Yeah. Uh, like, there was a beach in Tofino we went to. Well, it was technically, I think, in Long Beach, but um, it was huge. Like, the beach portion of it was just like incredibly long before you actually went to the ocean but me and Byron are like I went and played in the ocean and Byron <laughs> was like looking in the tidal pools and then we like walked up and down the beach and I literally found like a bag of weed <laughs> <laughs> which is so Lucky. not only is it quintessentially British Columbia but it is quintessential Vancouver Island that I just like found a bag of weed on the ground and like I already had really good weed because I have a friend's sister who lives there. So when I landed, I picked up some really good weed. So I didn't have to worry about that. So I just walked up to someone random on the beach. I was like, I think you dropped this. He's like, no, I'm like, I think you dropped this. I just like looked him really sternly in the eye. He's like, yeah, I'm like, there you go. Have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we should take a break. Yeah, I think before we get into today's- uh... Main Kiki main kiki uh drag and in- introduce our our special guest who you've been keeping a secret from me let's take a break yes all right we'll be back in a minute all right and we are back so welcome back everybody so trish now yes. we're gonna talk about we're going to talk about some of this drag race contract hilariousness. Oh, yes. Recently. But, well, you want, can I, can I bring in our special VIP guests? Please, please, please. I'm dying to know who it is. Okay. Let me get them to join us. <laughs> Let's just give them a couple, couple seconds here. I feel like we should have a, a little drum roll, like. I'm that forever, though. <laughs> I'm starting to laugh thinking about this contract drama. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's honestly pretty funny. Yeah, was it who? I don't know. Was it the conflama of it all? Right, and I love how eager everyone is. All right, so can our special guests introduce themselves and say hello? Oh, okay. We have our special guest. Can you introduce yourself? (laughs) Uh, I gave myself away (laughs) because like my photo. (laughs) Oh, we thought it would be so funny. It's not. (laughs) Hi. Hello, my love. Hi. Uh, hello to your listeners. This is Bianca, a good friend of Matt and Trish, and a fellow ally. Welcome. I'm so glad you're able to come on. Me too. I've been begging you guys. I was like, when, when are you going to let me in? <laughs> well, yeah, no time like the present, especially to talk about this this hilariousness i was like oh you know what let's just let's just do it today you were already mm-hmm. recording and 
Yes. Yes. For your listeners, I am uh, a content creator. It does not pay the bills, but I ha- I host a podcast and I love being on podcasts. So yes, this is Tell easy, us about your podcast. Me. Don't be shy. Plug, 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 plug. I host a podcast about imposter syndrome, which is the feeling of not fitting in or being in a room and, you know, just like feeling like everyone's like smarter than you, this kind of like human uh, self-deprecating feeling that we give ourselves is called imposter syndrome. And uh, for the last year, I've been interviewing people around the world to talk about how they combat it, how they feel, like what what experiences they've had, how it's manifested, um, successes, failures, and careers. And um, yeah, it's called Please Don't Kick Me Out. And it's available everywhere you get your podcasts. That is awesome. I love listening to your podcast, actually. I listen to it while I do the dishes. Ooh. Um, just because I like, I love listening to like interesting stories while I do the dishes and information. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we will definitely link your awesome. podcast. Yes. Thank you guys. For sure. Yeah. No, thank you for being here. Yeah. The guests she has on are freaking incredible. The stories are awesome. And she's such a great host. So if you haven't listened, we'll link it like Matt said and listen and subscribe to her podcast as well as ours. Yes, yes. Subscribe to theirs, listen as well, and then buy my merch. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I'm, your merch is amazing. Yeah. That's oh so yeah. cute. I'll post pictures when, on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. All right, so let's oh. dive into the conflama and drama of all this drag race contract stuff that we've been seeing. I, I love how everyone's so eager to want to talk about it too all of a sudden. It's just like, let's just put it all out there. Right. And supposedly it was a leak. Now there's a YouTube video um, that talks about um, there was, I think there was one for the season eight or was a subreddit thing that talked about the contracts up to about season eight. And then there's a YouTube video that came out that talks about the contract now. Yeah. I and looked so, at the season eight contract. Okay. And I've watched the season, the season 12, whatever, 13 contract. And to basically say you sign your soul away is kind of an understatement. I feel like signing your soul away would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> Naka, would you sign the drag race contract? I mean, I've, because I've like done, or I've, I've like worked on reality television in the past and I've, like been part of like, um, you know, like the, I'm a fan of the bachelor. I've been on the, like been at a mental all taping. Like it's pretty ironclad. Even when you're like a person that's just going to do something, you kind of sign away your rights if you really want to do it. And like a lot of the time people don't really read the fine print. I mean, that's, you know, South Park had a whole thing about that. Like not reading the fine print when you accept, you know, terms and conditions and that kind of thing. So um, with the contract being as ironclad and as like soul sucking as it's leaking to be, um, I don't know. I don't know. Especially if I was a drag queen wanting to continue to perform afterwards or um, wanting to use my clout from being on the show. It's, it's hard to say if I would or wouldn't. But I think if I really wanted it, I would. Yeah, like they, like if you have a YouTube channel, they they now get a proceeds of your YouTube channel. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the main things. Like before, I think with season eight, social media wasn't as influential. YouTube was on there though. I did find that there's yeah, a specific YouTube clause for mm. season eight. Yeah, they get up. They get a piece of. They get a percentage of all your YouTube proceeds after. Yeah, I think what 
worries me and like would really it's a two-edged sword because I hear queens um talk about like Charlie Hyde's um who we all know and love and play bingo you and Bianca play bingo with um Charlie Hyde's every rip to bingo <laughs> oh hell yes rep to bingo I I'm gonna uh, keep playing bingo after yeah, keep having zoom bingos I have this bingo set yeah, I, I'm sad about it, but but yeah, I mean, it makes me wonder if she's through and wow universe is siphoning off the YouTube proceeds. I'd be curious. Well, they, <laughs> what she was saying is, and the reason why I brought Charlie is because she didn't post on Facebook mm. that, um, that because of Drag Race, they, I don't know if the contract for her season is like what it is now. Um, but she was saying that it, like she said yes to every opportunity. She got to travel, but not only that, like what she was able to make helped, mm-hmm. you know, invest in her drag, helped her pay off bills, do this, do that. So that now like through the pandemic, she's kind of, yeah, worried about money because we all are, but she was a little bit calmer in terms of, not having to worry about this bill or that bill or this thing or that thing because drag race paid up money paid it off because right. all the all the things she said all the um tours and gigs she said yes to now my question is though because charlie was what season nine mm-hmm. um this was i think as of like season 12 or like 11 something like that because back then i know that they did take a portion of it but it wasn't as, I think this one is a lot more strict in terms of how much like management wise. And that's, that's my sticking point because when you sign the contract, you're signing up to be managed by WOW Presents or whoever their talent management agency is. Right. For the year, at least. So yeah. they, they own you for 24 months after the final episode airs. Right. So There's a non-compete. Well, my question is, do you, so do they get an agent to sign and go over it with them? Uh, I mean, you got to think about it because some of these queens are baby in the scene when they go on and it's all based on the audition tape. Um, One of my friends told me she actually did audition last year, um, my friend Courtney, and she said like, she was glad she didn't get it. And she was, she was like, I don't even know if I was even considered. She was like, because she was like, because it could really take away my other opportunities. And then also think about this too. What if like drag isn't your entire identity and then you're on this platform and then forever you have to like be in this image of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, So it's surprising that the contract, I mean, it's not surprising that contracts are ironclad, but it's also been interesting to see like when things come out about certain queens these days, it's like, oh, like how'd that slip through the cracks? Like we see this yeah. a lot in reality television that they don't do a big enough scrub or background check on who they bring on. Well, did, right. wasn't Blair St. Clair breaking parole, like breaking parole or something the first time she literally went on the show? Um, I think she was... Or it like was breaching probation or something like she was something doing something that she should have been like she shouldn't have been there. Something along the lines like she had just like I know I don't know if it's parole or or like bail or whatever it was like I know shortly before she went on Drag Race she was busted I think DUI yeah and then after that like she had she went on the show 
So I don't know if she maybe worked that out ahead of time. Because you can't get um the special dispensations for like work and things like that. You have to check in with a parole officer and let them know. But I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there's mm. been a couple of queens. I mean, they did a slightly better job for season 13 because there was a rumored <laughs> queen. And I said slightly better because there was a queen that was rumored to go on. They found that they we talked about this, that she did some distasteful things <laughs> with nudes in clubs and performances. <laughs> but they kicked her butt out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, let's talk about, uh, while we're on that subject, um, season 12. Like, it was kind of a bump. Like, it wasn't, okay. Obviously, we shouldn't be giving stage time. And they the poor editors were probably like, oh, it's a pandemic and I have to edit this cherry person out of, or sherry (laughs) out of everything. And it actually made me kind of bum because at one of the runway looks, she came out as Elvis. And I was like, damn, I would have like loved to have heard the critiques. But I think the bigger gobsmack was that like, apparently like Rue was very enamored and like she was rumored to go as far as she did and they just kept her around. So it's like, they didn't want to go through that again, obviously. So I think they're now on their shit with like, you know, making sure that people are um, who they say in the caliber. But you know, like I always tell Scott, I don't ever want to be famous. I don't don't want people to drag up something I did 10, 20 years ago now, you know, on the internet, like, the internet is unforgiving and also like people talk in their rumors like you know even even getting like even i live in southern california for your listeners from reference and um a lot of the more famous queens live over here and um if you're a circuit queen somewhere else and you want to like make and break it or you want to like get into acting or whatever you're trying to do like los angeles is kind of your place but if you scorn one of the queens from a previous season they cancel you at every club i've had it happen to a friend of mine and it just like isn't good so um there's a lot of shade and there's a lot of like um, i don't know not that's really, it's, it's just well, like there is there is a bit of a wrath of the root yeah. girls yes exactly yeah. it's I and mean, then this is the thing like as far as like um going like since we were um sherry the truth is like room prior to the whole you know like thing coming out of of her doing the disgusting things that she did because there's no other way to describe it it's disgusting yeah yeah um she was actually rumored to win you know and seeing the couple and well i'm not she did do good but like i'm not condoning ugh. exactly i'm not condoning obviously what she did it's horrendous disgusting no way to condone it but i don't want to take away a from her talent because she is a talented queen and b from the people that worked the designers that never got the credit yeah yeah because not only did she not get shown she she had to get off of social media because of all the hate that came towards her. So they didn't get recognized even on social media platforms. Like the, the queens that are eliminated still post their looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's part of their contract. Like they're supposed to, because I think I think nowadays on with the social media and the way we're consuming it, it's like, wow, entertainment's very smart. They're like, oh, everyone's on Instagram. Everyone's on TikTok. No one's really using YouTube anymore. Let's use these micro content platforms to really get the views and the episodes and that kind of thing. And I think like we're more on a visual standpoint. 
Um, one thing I, I will say though, it kind of annoys me is like when they post their looks and they post it at the Eastern time zone. And I'm like, Thank I mean, it's spoiled for me because my, my, my phone knows I'd like to see drag content always first and foremost. And, and so when I'm like log on, I'm like, Oh, you got eliminated. Okay. Got it. Like, right. So be like, better. Like tell them they cannot yeah. tell them they cannot post their look until the day after when it goes onto the wow app or Amazon or whatever. But what, let me tell you, wow has fucked up. Oh, wow sucks. When, Sorry, wow. when um, <laughs> Sasha won, the show hadn't even freaking aired and everybody knew Sasha won because they quote unquote accidentally Ugh. changed the banner. Okay. So this is where it goes back to me going to like, okay, so B Bachelor, I went to the Mintel all taping and they basically put the wrath of God in you. And they said, if you discuss what happens here, what happened here, like people could lose their jobs. Like you're spoiling the season. And um, I'm a rule follower, believe it or not. And so I was like, <laughs> I will tell no one what I saw. And then I kept it hush until it aired. And, but like, this is like, this is why they do the contracts in the way that they do. So I'm curious, like with some of these, you know, breaking clauses, like, are they being punished for it? Because I don't see it. Well, that's what I was just going to bring up because on the video they say, and girls have said it before that it's, and I think Rosé said it um, recently. I don't know if it was on the show or like in an interview or something like that, where she's like, it's a $2 million like penalty. Who the no, hell has $2 that. million? Dollars? I read that. No one. I read yeah, that. It, is, it was in the 2008 contract. $2 yeah, million dollars for breaking, for and breaking it's the still NBA. Two million, still $2 million. Yeah. But the thing that the video, the um, host or content creator was saying was, they're not going to enforce it in the sense of they're not going to sue you for $2 million because guess what? If you sue Willem, who has spilled the tea left and right since season four, um, you know, Alaska spilled the tea on all her season of All-Stars. It's like, you go after these people who are beloved queens, guess what? The backlash is going to kick you a lot worse yeah. than two million dollars so they have to be punished i agree some way else like is it the tours like because mm -hmm. they're obligated on the country says they're obligated um for 24 months to do anything that they request tours um appearances on the show um commercials whatever it is content for while presents but then you are under contract for i don't know how long is it 24 months or a little bit longer for All-Stars mm. or another season? And then essentially your contract rolls back to whatever months again. it was. Yeah. Right. So are they not placed on tour? Like, are they, is their merch like not sold as well? Like what, what's the deal to keep them from breaking the contract if they're not going to be go gone after? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just, just, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. Um, and I don't know. I mean, to talk about like backlash too, it also one thing I'll say, and it's very unpopular, but I also feel like drag race fans, like they, they can be so mean. 
No, they are. They're the mean girls at the table. They're so mean. And it's, it's like, okay, like, like the, like you weren't there. You didn't have to like, sew do a sewing challenge. Like it's not your fault. Like, you know, and then like, I just feel like I, this season is a good example. People were comparing Tina Burner to Sherry Pie. Wow. And yeah. How dare they? Which is like, that's no. That's insulting like, and disgusting. It's, it's, it's insulting and it's disgusting. And it's like, just because like they might have similar body builds does not mean that like they're the same person. And yes, they're both from New York, but like that doesn't mean they're the same person. But the other thing I'll say too is like an NDA is really hard to keep a hold of because queens are also very like when something happens, it spreads like wildfire. It might be hush hush or they might be hush hush about something that's happened, but everyone knows about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's they can't keep secrets. No. And I mean, they all know when they're going to summer camp. Yeah. The, the, the spoilers, like I'm not much of a spoiler person. Like I'm whatever, like I want to see the season full um, unfold, but for this season, I did kind of peek at spoilers as far as like who could the cast possibly be and once the cast was announced like what's the order and the spoilers are pretty freaking on point pretty freaking on point so it's like there has to be a PA or an assistant PA or someone in production leaking this this stuff oh I don't think it's them I think it's the queens absolutely I they don't give a don't. shit anymore production they don't give a shit production doesn't care they're doing their job no um production also like a lot i'm sure a lot of people that are on production like really don't care they're just doing their job like um so i would say it might be more of the queens or whatever um but uh there's also i don't know if you guys know this but i I know a queen that almost was on a season and something happened and she's a local san diego queen and basically she said that she had like gone out of her way to like do all these looks and like put them together and then she got canceled on and now like all of those items are tainted and she can't touch them like there's like it's like sacrilegious to like touch what you were going to put on drag race yeah that's- yeah i've i've heard that people like things that they were supposed to wear on drag race that they didn't they just bury in a closet and they never touch again for some like I, manila yeah, said I, that i've heard that too like there are some queens that will like that i've heard them say that's like what they have on drag race and because um they have to wear it or they, because you know, fans expect certain things from or certain costumes because it's like iconic, like Manila's pineapple dress or something like that. So they they might wear it on tour or they'll have to bring it on tour, just because like people want to see that dress or want to see that, mm-hmm. but then they never touch it ever again. Okay. I met Bob in the purse first dress with purse first. Did you really? Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, mm. you know what I really want? Bring Lalaurie on tour, and the only outfit she's required to wear is the bags. Oh, um, uh, that is getting so much like okay. So like it was like the meme of the century, and now apparently like people are doing numbers to that song in like a like literally a leotard with some bags glued onto it. Like people oh, if are that's re- not. People yeah. are redoing the entire thing because it's so like it was I iconic. Could not believe it. I will ne- Nicole Byer could not keep it straight. But truly, like I I've never seen a person in some dollar store bags just really bring the boots down. It was so I died 
Like I laughed, I screamed, I cried. I, I went through the five stages of grief because I, I was certain she was going to go home and oh, the yeah. bags were flying off. So that's why I say bring Lollarie on tour, but like, let's make like, like, but that's, is, they need to be like super glued on and, and just the headpiece. But she just gets like, she gets like, make her one dress per uh, show night. So just like they can uh, get destroyed every single night, she can just like live that fantasy. Or at least twenty four cities a year. I just could you imagine? And like they have to like they're like no sorry like you don't get replacement bags like. Okay, speaking on of tours, yeah, I want to bring this up just because um, we were talking about this Matt and I off air. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Canadian Queens of the North tour. Yeah. That I tagged you in on IG. Oh, right. Cross to cross COVID. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. No shade okay. to the queens that are doing it. It's just like in Canada, it is not the time. Okay. Let me just say this. Okay. Um, there's this group called the Drag Coven. Oh, and for the listeners who haven't um, heard of this group, um, these are two cisgendered white females who are part of the queer community, but they basically have become friends with several queens like Brooklyn and Lemon and Priyanka, as well as like Alaska and Willem. Like they're pretty much ingrained in the Woo Girl universe. Mm -hmm. And they travel around and they document drag. That's what they're doing. So the reason I bring this up is because I had tagged Matt in it because they're going through Canada, obviously, and they're going, I think, through your province. No. No? Okay. It's Vancouver. It's Vancouver, British Columbia, Ottawa, Ontario, Toronto, Ontario, and Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. So I thought they were going through your area or close by. So I'm like, well, let me just tag them. Let me, so he knows what's going on in the drag scene. And he's just like said, um, you know, cross Canada COVID whatever they replied no I just said I have so many comments and complaints right he said I have comments and complaints like just you know not even addressing them kind of like me and and they've clapped back at him very shadily I might add in my opinion they were just like oh well please feel free to express and if you don't like it don't follow us and then deleted my comment and blocked no, deleted me on Instagram. My whole cl- deleted the whole thing. My comment, my tagging you, everything. Mm. I'm just like, what the hell? I love the thought sound in the background just happened. I have sound like effects. Mike, we have sound Mike. effects oh, on this that was, podcast. That was your sound effect? We have sound effects on this podcast. Like, I thought your phone was like, burr, burr. Oh, no, we that. have sound effects on this podcast. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it, I just had to bring that up because I thought that was the stupidest, shadiest shit to delete a comment and like clap back and delete it. I didn't even realize that they were cis women too. Now I'm like even more unimpressed. I'm like, how dare you tell me about my community? But you would let me tell you about the community because I don't ever say But you have more respect for it from my perspective than them now. Yeah, you're an ally. Like you advocate for inclusivity you support and uplift the community like they're part of the community 
Like there are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, but you show more respect for us as a community than they do. Thank you. Cause I don't consider myself cisgendered. I'm just a gay man in a woman's body. And that's how it is. And that's beautiful. <laughs> and I love that. And that's, that's I love that's how I identify. That's I identify as <laughs> Yes. Love, 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 love. I love that that's your narrative. It brings me, no, but like, seriously, like, and honestly, like I creeped their Instagram while I was just like looking at it. I was like, it's all just like them performing. And I'm just like, okay. And like the first one was like Hamilton, Ontario. I'm like, okay, no one should be bragging about performing in Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> fact, like not, not a joke, just a fact. Um, like, so that's just whatever it is what it is, but. I just like some of the places that that tour is going are like hotspots for COVID in Canada right now, which is why I'm like, mm, in October, right after summer, after Canadians can't be kept inside, you know. Yeah, I will yeah. point out, though, that it's in October, so maybe hopeful, but still like, no, uh-uh. you, you can't keep us inside for summer. It's our civic right as Canadians. We tolerate winter and then we get to be outside during the summer. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can't keep Floridians inside anyway. So we're it's true fact. Oh my, there was like hilarious things I found in the 2008 contract that you have to like, like you have to sign a release for like, you have okay. to sign a release for contracting a disease, potentially contracting diseases on set. What? Yep. Um, there's a Kai Kai? Yeah, or anything like if you catch like the flu or anything, yeah, anything like that. Um. You have to oh, sign no. away for emotional and physical distress. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so if someone hits you, that's not their fault. Also, it's, oh, productions, it's production's decision on what rules actually disqualify you. And if they disqualify someone for one rule, they're not legally obligated to disqualify someone else for the same thing. Well, I know where the emotional, if someone punches you, comes from. The fact that it's a bunch of drag queens on a well, TV show. Mimi, I'm first in India Farah. Oh, you know that was in there beforehand. They were like, we're going to make these bitches want to kill themselves. So let's sign that, that away. Well, it, if you look at it, it's pretty much abuse. Like you're isolating people. <laughs> like literally you're isolating people. You're putting tape on their fucking hotel doors so that they don't. And maybe even posting someone in front of the door to make sure that they don't leave. Wait, they're allowed this... to secret. They're allowed to secretly record you. Is is this um? Is this my husband's deployment when he was like sequestered for three weeks? Because that's the same thing. It sounds like. Oh my god! Did your husband? Is your husband appearing on the newest season of Drag Race? Is that where he's been? <gasps> I would be shook. I'm stirring the pot. Queen. What would his drag? What would his drag queen name be? And will he be appearing on season fourteen? Yes. Nicola Cage. Oh yes. Nicola Cage. And, she, and it's just all Nicola it's just Cage. all con air all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I don't know. That just came to me in a fever dream. Uh but no, I mean like yeah, they're isolated. They take their phones away. They don't know what's going on in the outside world. And now if you add like the distress of like the pandemic Lovato on top of it, like it's just I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it's like it's not even they take your phone, like they take your iPads, your laptops, like literally if you want to watch a movie, it's what's on TV or you bring a portable DVD player in movies. Ugh. Oh damn. So, so they- like it's the same deployment. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the queens have said that they bring 
like DVD players, like literally bring movies, porn, like DVDs of porn. They bring porn books to keep themselves entertained. Porn books sounds like a very dirty coloring book. (laughs) Right. Or like a very, like a very long novel. That's just filthy. (laughs) Can you imagine a literatica? Like, oh, it's out there. I worked at a bookstore. It is out there. Like, no, no pictures, just full on words. It's oh, and a just dirty, also, it's a website. Yeah, Trish, it's a shit. website. And we, my, so, okay, let me get into this. So, um, my parents, <laughs> we were not in a place where we could have broadband. We had dial up forever. And like, I'm like a, hor- a horny child, like exploring, like, well, yeah, okay. but I couldn't like look at porn. Yeah. So, because it would be like, like, you couldn't like do it because it was like 26.4 kbps like what even is that nowadays and so i would go to literatica.com and i would just print out the porn and hide it under my mattress. yes <laughs> yeah i oh my i used to do the same thing <laughs> I like, love I'm, that. Of, like, I'm like an, I, i'm i'm ace like i'm not in like but that the shit people wrote and this is all submitted from people like just wanting to write stories these are not professional stories at all yeah but <laughs> Okay. Also, like I would you because I mean I was like, oh, I really want to lose my virginity. So I would read first time stories. That was really fun. And it really it it, it, it one scared me and two uh terif- like ter- it was terrifying, but then also like gave me wildly like um unkempt views of sex sex. And I'm I'm a straight woman, I clearly have a husband. Um and but I I, I wasn't, I mean, I was like, I, this is gonna be really weird. So yeah, no, literatica. And I have a friend that actually does write literati. Our friend, our friend, uh, tr- uh, um, our friend Tiff does write literatica. Hmm. Like actually. Yeah. Oh my god! I want to. I want to. I. I want to have her on the podcast. I am. I have so many questions. I am so fascinated. Yes. Yes. We should. We should have her. Absolutely. Yeah. Because she's all about like, um, you know, like abolishing ableism and and stuff. And she's, you know, she's like, I fantasize about things. I'm like, I love it, Tiff. You're great. That's amazing. Really, it's legit. I love that work, <laughs> Tiff. All right, so that's that. We have to set up something with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I just love interesting people that ha- that do interesting things or have interesting stories. I could. Yeah. <laughs> I just this went off the rails so quick. So quick! Oh my god! But the drag rate, like. Here's the thing. The contract is so bizarre that you can't help but like get distracted by other things to do with it. But the worst thing for the contract, though, from like the new one was you're saying is that pretty much there's no pay increase. Oh, they took well, the pay increase wasn't that much. Well, no, they're saying that essentially you could be paid maybe hundred a hundred dollars more than yeah it's nothing if it every time so the pretty much you can go on like all stars three times Mm -hmm. and they were saying someone who had a contract in like 2020 like this these girls now yeah could pretty much be under contract until like two like 2040 shit depending on like when they're called, when the season airs, if they're called, when the tour comes and all this stuff. So it's like, holy crap. Like they could really be under contract for 20 years. Well, good. Cause Candy Muse is going to buy a boat. So you just got to keep that boat slip fee. Up. <laughs> well, and she wants to keep it. And like, she wants to have it hard, like kept in like Manhattan and like, 
I cannot imagine that keeping a boat in a harbor in Manhattan is anything kind of cheap. Well, I figured it's not cheap here. Well, I figured it might end up being a boathouse. Mm. I know, I know boats are mini money pits. That's all I've ever known them as. Yeah, yeah. lemons, lemons on the water. Yeah, yeah just I mean, money pits, something to throw money. It's like at. a horse. Like buying a horse is also the same thing. It's like well, I, I just love it though. Every like that scene's like iconic to me because it's like, what if you win the hundred? What are you doing it? Besting in drag, besting in drag, besting in drag, buying a boat. James Monsoon said she bought a laptop or a computer. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that, it, that was her big to be an investment. <laughs> digital drag. That was her big purchase. She bought a computer after she won, apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because your drag didn't really upgrade that much. Yeah, she I put it all on the computer. <clears throat> I love her drag. It doesn't need to change. No, I love it. Like, I am a huge, like, I've watched the Jinx and Dela holiday spectacular special on Hulu so many times. Oh my God, you just need to like live like live stream it to me so I can watch it. You know, I don't have Hulu up here. They won't let Canadians have it. We're not allowed. <laughs> hey, can you download Hulu? Because I can give you my login. Um, so, even like, but still, you have to use would, a VPN. We have I to like cheat the system. Like, you guys understand that like the amount of technology it takes me to record this podcast is already pushing my limits, right? Yeah, I saw you like upgrade the meeting. I was like, why don't you just pay monthly for a subscription? Well, it it's gave me a break. Bucks. It won't. I kept looking for a monthly subscription. It was like, no, I was like, it was like, you have to pay $200 for the year. And then today, it oh, was I must like, have gotten grandfathered in on the monthly, like, because they, we didn't know what we didn't know. And I was like, I yeah. guess I'll pay for Zoom. Yeah. So like, <laughs> from what I can, I can't find a monthly option for it. And I'm just like, with the move, like, we just bought a house, we're moving into it in less than a month. So yeah, I can't really just like throw down that money right now. So, but I'll well, drop me- $200 on a costume for bingo. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Let me see if I can find a monthly thing on my end because it may be Canada thing. If I can, then I'll definitely do it for us. Ooh, then I'll just pay you. I'll just PayPal you. Please. Split that, <laughs> split that $12.99 fee. Yeah. All It'd right. be like 20 bucks Canadian. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, before you came on, we were, uh, Bianca, we were talking about Matt's bingo spectacular birthday party uh zoom party on saturday and how he's gonna be in full geesh oh yes um i i you know what you know what's gonna li- li- live rent free in my head forever is matt and byron going to the grocery store on a scooter <laughs> in full drag oh, and then like and then like we're all like he's i'm on the phone with him and he's like hold on i gotta go inside the store they go inside the store and then i'm like I, and then it occurs to me i'm like this is probably not the weirdest thing this cashier has seen tonight. There's a homeless shelter beside this this 7-Eleven, so no. Well, I he's, he's just like, he goes, like, he was just after bingo. He was dressed as, like, little Edie from Grey Gardens. He sends us a picture. We're all, like, living. Dead. Then he goes, I'm going to the store. He and then he calls us. Yes. He calls, yeah, he calls you. He sends us video in our group chat. He calls you and he's like, I'm going. I'm like, holy crap. By the way, this is on my mother-in-law's like- Scooter, Eve Scooter. Scooter. (laughs) Eve? Yeah, Eve, living for it. Whenever, I I always think of Eve from, uh, was it called Plus Size when it was like Tyra Banks 
and she was the doll and then like oh, Lindsay yeah. Lohan brings her to life and then she oh, doesn't yeah. want her and like the, my favorite meme or my favorite gif ever from that movie is Tyra Banks and she's like at a she's at a she's at an office job she's sitting at the desk like wow you seem really productive and then you see her screen it's like just like ASDF JKL semicolon she's like I'm doing the business <laughs> 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 That's like me anytime like anyone's like go in a web go on the website and tinker. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in forever, but that was just an iconic scene. Yes. Oh my god, I love Lindsay Lohan. I'm still I'm like I this season has gone on for what like 36 episodes, and I'm still bitter that rumors by Lindsay Lohan got wasted on an hour and a half multi-lip sync episode. <laughs> I think she owns, I think now she owns like a resort in Greece. Oh yeah, no, she they had she had an MTV special about it, but my favorite Lindsay Lohan moment of her entire life is that I guess like she was like on a fishing boat or something or on a yacht and like she like somehow cut off like the tip of her finger and so now she's like a, she's missing some of somewhat of a digit. Oh god. Oh. Well, poor Lindsay. I, she just uh, kept partying. Like, Good for her. <laughs> well, there, I'm going to yeah. go to that resort in Greece. Hold on. Actually, you know what? There's a local queen named Athena Dion who every summer goes to Greece for the whole summer to host. And she's actually partied with Lindsay. That is oh. literally the gayest thing I've heard today. Probably this month. <laughs> yeah. She goes every summer to Greece. She's Greek. So she goes to Greece every summer and she hosts. And I think she was on that MTV special. My biggest regret in life was being studying abroad in Greece and never going to Mykonos. Ugh. I don't think I could. Isn't it like one of the like most concentrated areas of homosexual individuals on the planet? I don't know. I think that's Wilton Manors, Florida. <laughs> I think yeah. it might be um, Wilton Manors, Florida. Yes, thank you. It's two square blocks of nothing but homosexuals. Oh, you yeah, know, but they stack them as, might as have tall you as they can. Don't worry. I don't know. I think it's like three, I don't know, I think two square miles or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah. And we, we don't just take up space. We stack up. <laughs> you know that from Hillcrest though. Yeah. Well, Hillcrest, it's like this long, so, so San Diego, it's like this long winding road full of like history. And like, you just keep going. It's like gay bar, gay bar, gay bar, lesbian bar, gay bar, gay bar, gay bar, lesbian bar, gay bar, gay bar, gay bar. <laughs> And then you go a couple blocks out, it's like gay bar, restaurant, gay bar, restaurant, thrift store for your drag looks, gay bar. Yeah. But, it's like, but it's like gay bar, restaurant, gay owned restaurant, gay bar, gay I was gonna, restaurant. I was about to ask now, are they now are there gay restaurants and lesbian restaurants? Uh, well, there's okay. So under the Urban Moe's umbrella, um, Moe's owns most of the establishments in Hillcrest that are like huge. And there's independently owned ones. Um, as well and like those are on the right side and all of the Moe's establishments tend to be on the left side minus Baja Betty's um, that's a mafia that sounds like mafia it's not really though I mean it's a good it, it's it's, it's, really like good, a it's a really good it's a really good company to work for uh according to my friends that work for um companies underneath their umbrella of things but yeah they also have um Gossip Grill which is like one of two or something and this you you know this Trish right better than me there's only a couple um, or maybe this was Rick what? telling me this. I don't know why I was like, Trish is the authority on anything with like, well, I am the resident, resident lesbian, but no, um, huh? you probably friend Rick. Yeah. Well, I guess like gossip girl is like one of four maybe left in the country. 
like dedicated to it. I don't know. Yeah. I know there's only 15, something like like that. Lesbian bars in your entire country now. That's it. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But yeah, no. um, I think Toronto still has their girly bar, which is what we call it in Toronto for some reason. Urban Mose is like, remind, like what you said about remind of the Robin Williams jokes. It's like, it's a mauve hand. <laughs> the game mafia is a mauve hand. Does this yeah, gun make my like ass look hot? <laughs> I'm taking a look and see how many game. The Rise and Fall American Lesbian Bars. Only 15 nightlife spaces dedicated to queer and gay women remain in the U.S. Wow, I hit that right on. Dead on. Dead on. We can no, play I thought I was trivia. at least off by one, for sure. I, I said like, four. I, I was like, nah, there's less. No, I heard it re- like in the last maybe three weeks on a podcast because, mm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to. I'm not 100% on this, but I'm confident enough to say I heard it on an episode of Hot Goss in the last few weeks because they've been really talking about the loss of um, just bars for the community in general. Yeah, Yeah. Gossip Girl is one of them. And then there's Blush and Blue in Denver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Yep. Is it still, I wonder if it's still around. I mean, it's it's on Colfax and you could never tell if it was open. Yeah, this was written in <laughs> October of 2020. Okay, well, thingies crossed. Like a good bar, you didn't. Know there's no, there's no outdoor seating, so I have no idea if they would have even been able to make it. Yeah, even in Wilton Manors, there's no. Um, that's, we're not really kind of welcome there per se. It's more of a gay man's area. <laughs> so you have you have your leather bars. You have your leather bars or nightclubs. There's no real like lesbian bar i don't think oh that's depressing yeah it's okay i'd rather hang out with the boys anyway a lot more fun that, yeah i mean i'm not trying to discriminate at all because i love gossip grill and i do i a gossip grill i think is a more inclusive space for both parties but it's definitely swayed more towards women and run by women and i would say there are females and that work at these other bars um but i would say gossip grill is exclusively female and like a couple of dudes Oh yeah, no, like in Wilton Manors, you have everybody, like everybody works at the bars. There's no like strictly male or strictly like, you know, servers or whatever, but it just tends to lean more towards the male gender. Yeah. But it's okay. So it's a really safe place, really inclusive. Like it's, it's always fun. Just like Hillcrest, it's a great place to go when you just want to have fun. And that's where I will be tonight, actually. Is this the drag show you're going to? Yes. Um, Lips is a national like chain that has in because you they have it in California, they have it in New York and Chicago and in Florida, and they just are opening up today after a four-month hiatus. Nice. So I'm going to support the girls and my friend's birthday. Yeah. It was on Monday. So I'm gonna go out, have some fun, and then they hired a bunch of new girls that I've never seen nice. before. Nice. I'm excited for that. So uh, I, um, this is only unrelated. I have never been to a Lips, but I, I'm I, in Denver. We had a Hamburger Mary's um, for a while, and that's whatever. Um, but it, with pretty Lips, much the same. Yeah, with it's the same concept, sort of. Well, kind of, not really, because it's it wasn't fully dedicated to drag per se. Um, but um, 
so lips, uh, I, so I, I, to get when, once we bought our house in San Diego to get to my old job, cause they laid me off at the beginning of the pandemic to get to my old job, I would have to like get onto five different highways. And I'm not a, I don't, California ew. highways are kind of scary. Yeah. It's ew, ew. It's gross. I would have to get on like the 94 to the 805 to the 15 to the eight. And it was just like, Jeez. I hated it. So I would do the 94 to the 805. And then I would get off on the 15. I would get right off on Alcohol Boulevard and I would take Alcohol Boulevard all the way to Texas street in San Diego. And that was the most direct way to get to work. And it actually, once I figured out that I could do that every day, I drive past lips and every day I'd go, how would you go there? And then I just keep driving. So every day I would look at like just Queens adorning the side of this thing and, and like their parking lot and stuff. And I'd be like, probably should do that. <laughs> just like keep driving, going to work. But I would choose that route specifically because I would like ground me like to see lips and I would drive by it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing with lips is like, it's pretty much for those that have never been, don't know about it. Um, lips is, is all drag. Like literally the servers, the hostess, is our drag queens and the servers actually perform as well mm-hmm. oh so, so it's, dinner theater but drag it's, it's dinner kind of yeah drag dinner theater yeah like the bartenders everybody's in full geesh everybody's performing like it's really really fun to go because like you eat dinner pretty much like you they serve you before the show of course so because they're performing and they don't want to be walking around while the show's going on but like you're eating and watching a drag show essentially. Yeah. The only thing I will say that happens with these kinds of establishments is it's for the, it's my bachelorette party. It's my birthday. So like, that's like, um, being a, being a, being a, a, a cisgender straight woman and like going to things like that, like, and seeing my, I don't, I don't claim them, but seeing them do that. I, I find that disrespectful. Like, I know that they're putting on a performing a service, but like, like a great example last weekend, I went to, um, a Kiki with my, uh, it was my friend's birthday. You know, everyone was vaccinated and they had a male stripper and I could tell the male stripper was like, not interested that I was there and was worried I was going to woo girl out. And I didn't, I was mm-hmm. fully, I fully was just in, just there. Was I impressed by the stripping? No, everyone was wildly uncomfortable about the entire situation. And, um, but, but even so I could, I could just, I could just tell that he was like, just not into the fact that I was there. And I thought to myself, I was like, I am the only woman here. You don't have to deal with any other of me. Like, so I, sometimes I feel bad in like lips in that situation because I sometimes think that like the wrong, it attracts sometimes the wrong crowd. And but, I, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Like I know what you mean. Cause when I've gone, like I'm the type of person that I respect. I'm in, like, we've talked about this. Like we're over tippers. Like we want to make sure the Queens are comfortable. We respect their space and we do all this stuff. And I see like these um girls like these bachelorette parties they're like all in the queen's face with the video and trying to dance with them or trying to stuff the tip like in their butt like under the costume and i would never i'm like some queens are okay with it and some queens will invite it because i've tipped and some queens are like they'll like they'll open their costume or whatever and i'm like okay they're invite they're telling me it's okay yeah Otherwise, like I'll have the the money up, they can take it, they can do whatever they want. But these girls are pushy as hell. Yeah, I treat drag queens like. Here's the thing: if you're a drag queen, 
and you're on stage, I don't care if you're spread eagle and shaking your imaginary puss at me, I'm still going to try and hand you the money because you're still a lady. I was about to say that. I, you're I still always, a lady. I'm going to treat you always, like a lady. Yeah. Always. I always hold it out. I like, I don't, I don't bum rush them. I don't do something like that. So, I mean, yeah. But anyone who's listening to this podcast, they're not doing that either. No. No. So, no, I mean, no. Uh, yeah. I don't think our yeah, audience and, um, is the, the bachelorette. Oh, it's my birthday kind of girl, like kind of crazy nut jobs that go to drag shows. Definitely not. So this is our PSA. Please treat your queens when you go to a show with respect. Yes. Tip them and treat them like ladies, like the ladies that they are, even if they're acting like a freak on stage. Yes. Right. Doesn't just, you know what? Like you wouldn't want someone coming into your work all up in your face, just like trying to do, you know, do things that are uncomfortable to you. So don't do the same thing. It's their job. The great mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin once said, they don't come to your job and knock the dicks out of your mouth. <laughs> she said it on live television. You can look up the CNN. The CNN video is still there. It was on live television. Nice. Some heckler started at her and she, yeah, she doesn't give a shit. Well, like, or like Nicole says, since we're all Nicole fans, she goes, I don't go to your job and, you know, interrupt you while you're on the drive through. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think our little, like, be nice to your queens is a good place to wrap it up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bianca, do you want to tell us where we can find you? Yeah, you can find me on, uh, well, you can find me through my podcast. It's please don't kick me out.com and episodes drop every Monday. And then you can find me on social media through there. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, before we wrap up. Nice and short and sweet. Yeah, before we wrap up, we actually have a segment we do, which is our Queen of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it's local queen. So why don't you go ahead and give a shout out to one of the of your friends who's a local queen that you want our listeners to know about? Yeah, it's going to be Strawberry Corn Cakes. Strawberry Corn Cakes is a black, gorgeous, trans female who is a good Judy of mine. Uh, she is also a photographer um, and a lovely, lovely person. And her drag as strawberry is all over the place. Courtney is just such a fun time. Um, and, uh, as drag is opening up in San Diego, we are seeing a lot more gigs and, um, she hosts once a month, a show at number one on fifth Avenue, uh, that has a lot of things. And she used to be in, uh, she's, I think, believe, I believe she's part of dream girls and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, court, if I was wrong, but yeah, uh, strawberry corn cakes, she's at strawberry undercore underscore corn cakes. She's amazing. Um, and does a lot for her trans community as well as the queer community in Hillcrest. And she's just beautiful. And I will support her forever. What an awesome shout out. I'm so, I'm going to be, I'm literally like resisting the urge to go to my phone right now and look at her, but I know, I know I'll have in a minute. I'll be able to. Yeah. We'll link her information. Then Matt, who's your queen of the week? Um, I actually was more so planning the cocktail for the week, which I will be recording the recipe for after this for everyone. It will involve tequila, pears, and deliciousness. All right. All right. Well, Trish, do you have give, someone? Yeah, I, I mentioned her. I want to give a shout out to Afina Dion. Ooh. She's a local, amazing queen. Um, she's international. She goes, like I mentioned, she goes to Greece every summer. She um, does a lot of work with um, around the community. She has her own company called Dream Queens. 
So they will essentially do any deal with any of your drag queen needs for parties or events. So you can check her out. And her Instagram is Athena Dion. Love it. Perfect. And yes, I will make sure that I get all both of these lovely ladies linked in our Instagram as well so that everyone can check them out. Um, awesome. So yeah, this was a great, great kiki. I loved it. I'm so honored. Thank and you so I much. Know, thank you for coming. We definitely have to have you back again another day because it's just so much fun. Yes. Anytime, you guys. Anytime. Thank yeah, you. We probably could have done this forever. I know. Right? <laughs> We've done it forever. Whoops. Right? Hours Oopsie. And hours. Alrighty. Well, I hope everyone has a great Friday and thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.